Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Let me just say this to you as, as we move into this year. In my heart, I just feel like the Lord wants to do more than we've ever seen him do before. I know he go, takes us from glory to glory to glory, but as we've been doing the Led by Fire series, it's not just another series. I believe God is really leading us by fire, that the Lord wants to move in the church in a new way, in a, in a bigger way relative to people experiencing his supernatural power. I believe that's a, a part of gospel ministry, that we preach the word of God with signs and wonders following. And so in the next few moments, I just want to look at a scripture briefly in Matthew's gospel chapter eight, and I, I, I want to just talk about one instance where Jesus healed. And then whether you're watching online or you're here or you're in the overflow, wherever you're at, my prayer is that as this is happening, that wherever you're going through, you'll apply what we're talking about to your heart, that faith might rise within you. And then we're going to pray and we're going to believe God's going to do the supernatural. Amen. In Matthew's gospel, we've got an interesting story. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down from the mountainside. So he's just given the Sermon on the Mount and there are, there's this crushing mass of people. And suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. In biblical times, to be a leper was, was a death sentence. We might today call it, some say it's Hansen's disease. Others say, no, it was a more contagious variation of that. Suffice it to say, what happens is you lose feeling in your nerve endings and then you begin to damage your fingers and your feet and your, and your body and infection sets in and there are sores and, and uh, it will eventually cover your body and eat away your flesh. In the Bible, it said when somebody had leprosy, they were, to, they were not to be in the city, in the camp. They were to stay outside the populated areas. They were to keep their hair unkept. They were to, to wear a certain kind of clothing. They were to cover their mouth, and they were to yell to anybody who would ever come near them, unclean, unclean, so that people would know to stay away from them. The Jewish Talmud said if the wind was blowing, they, they couldn't get any closer to people than 150 feet. So there would be these colonies of lepers, and that's where people went to wait out death. And so here's Jesus, and there's this large crowd of people, and, and this leper comes up to him, and the first thing we notice is he comes to Jesus with this great confidence. I love this. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. I'm sure the crowd separated in a hurry. And the leper as he comes, what I love about this is I see a person who so clearly understood that they needed help only Jesus could give 
and that there wasn't any other answer that would satisfy. So this man doesn't care what other people think. People probably would have thrown rocks at him. People probably would have, would have insulted him. As the crowd divides, they're, they're telling him to get away. They're telling him to go away. They don't, they don't want him near. Some people would have backed away and said, well, I'm, I'm afraid of what people will think, not this man. He has the confidence to come to Jesus. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And honestly, through the years as I've pastored and you watch people, I've got, you know, the thing I've noticed is the people who don't care what other people think are the ones who receive the most from the Lord. There are times people won't stand because they're worried what somebody else is going to think. There's times that people won't say, I have a need because they're afraid of what somebody else will think and that keeps them from receiving because they're afraid to admit their need. But that didn't stop this leper. He may have been an outcast in everybody else's eyes, but he was not going to let that keep him from receiving. Listen, it doesn't matter what people think. What matters is what you need and who you go to with that need. Number two. He came with reverence. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him, that's Jesus, and knelt before him. Proskuneo is the root word of that knelt. It's a, it, it means the King James says he worshiped him. We don't know how this leper knew that Jesus was worthy of worship that he was in fact God, but you have to believe that probably he heard about the works that Jesus had done. Maybe he saw from a distance the healing power of Jesus and he correctly concluded that no human individual could do that. It had to be God. And then as he saw the scale of, of what Jesus did, he said, he's God. So he comes and he worships in reverence. You know, there's something about the reason why we have the, the, the worship time is as, as we're in the presence of the Lord, as we're worshiping him, the Bible says he sits in, enthroned on the praises of his people. That when you and I start to lift up praise, the presence of the Lord comes down and fills the place. He's here tonight. He's in this room already as we've, as we've had communion and we've partaken together in his presence, he's here. He's, he's already stirring your heart. It's, it's not your imagination that, that you are being prompted to, to believe him. Tonight is your night. This is your moment. The Lord is speaking to you. I want to touch you. I want to work in your life. And so as we're worshiping him, it opens our heart to him and to his presence and what he wants to do. And then would you notice as well, he comes with a submissive heart. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and he knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing. He doesn't come demanding. He doesn't say, Jesus, you have to do this. He understands that within the working of God, there is a will that also includes a way that God heals, and I believe God wants to heal much more than we experience, but a lot of times people conclude wrongly that when they weren't healed the, the first time they asked, they're not gonna be healed at all because it's not God's will. This leper understood, Jesus, if you're willing, and Jesus said, I am willing. He's the willing God. He's the God who wants to heal. 
But there are moments, there are times, even in Jesus' ministry, Luke chapter five, it says, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal. What is that telling us? That there were times it wasn't the time or the moment for him to heal. The man born blind, how many times had Jesus been to the, the temple and to that area and seen that man, but he was healed at that moment. The, the man at the gate, beautiful, that, that, Jay, that Peter and John, that they healed. How many times had he been around when Jesus had walked through the temple courts? We don't know the answer to that, but he'd been there, no doubt, while Jesus was in the area. It wasn't his time to be healed until what we read in Acts chapter three. This is why, this is why anytime any of us are in a need of healing, we need to come forward when we are back to having prayer for the sick, we need to come forward every time there's an opportunity to be prayed for. It's why if you're sitting here tonight and, and you say, well, you know, I've stood before and it didn't happen. I said Sunday and it didn't happen. Here's Rather than being discouraged by that, you need to be at peace with that. When I was really sick, I would, I would come forward every week and then we'd have healing times and people would ask, do you think God healed you? And I would say, you know what? I don't know, I'm gonna find out because if I didn't feel anything and I didn't know anything, I'd, I'd, time will tell. But if he, didn't, if he didn't heal me today, he will, he will very soon. If it's not today, and I, and I just always believed uh, it'll be a day like any other. It's not going to be a day when I get up and the angels are singing and all of a sudden I feel, you know, different. I believe I'm going to come into a place, come into a time, come into a moment, and God's going to open the door for, for me to be prayed for, and I'm going to be healed. And that's exactly what happened. Hey, would I have rather been healed right away? Sure. But God wanted to do some things in me that were helpful for me. I understand some things that I've n had never understood before, and it's given me a new capacity to empathize with people who are in certain situations. And maybe God has brought you through that journey for that reason. But the fact of the matter is, he, this man's submissive. He's saying, Lord, you can do it. And, and the, if you're willing, and there's no hint of disappointment, there's no hint of hesitation, it's Jesus, you can do it. And then he comes with this faith, and I love it. You can heal me. You can make me clean. And this word can, uh, we get our word dynamite. You have the dynamic. You have the power. You have the ability. You can bring healing to me. Jesus, you have all the power. It is not a problem for you to do that. And Jesus, as he, as he looks at him, he, he reaches out and what does he do? In, in verse three, it says, he touched the man. The man's face is covered with sores. The man's, the man's body is, his, is disfigured, his hands, his fingers, his face, and probably something the man had not experienced for years was human touch. So Jesus, Jesus touches him to, again, speak to him of his love and his value, his love for him and his value. and and. As he does that, Jesus in those, with those words says, I am willing, be healed. 
And instantly that man's flesh is restored in his fingers. I mean, probably his fingers, some of them gone all of the sudden back and the skin like new and, and all of the pain and all of the disfigurement, it's totally gone. In an instant, Jesus heals him. And I don't know what you need tonight, but I know there's a God who heals. And if you don't need healing, but you need something else, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who provides. He's the God who comes to the rescue of his people. He's the God who cares for you. He's the God who wants to touch you. He's the God who wants to help you. Maybe tonight you need wisdom. He's the God who gives it generously. Maybe tonight you need him to touch somebody's heart. Maybe you have an unsaved loved one. He's the God who can reach down and do a miracle in their life. Whatever it is you need, he's the God who's able to do it. Amen.